Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Bobber You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey everybody, this is Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, the podcast where we talk about the Bible, evangelicalism, all the things that we um, used to do and be into, which was basically nothing, let's be honest. There's not much to do if you're an evangelical, and we kind of make fun of it, slash sometimes we realize the Bible isn't quite as messed up as it feels good to think, say, whatever. Or do we like the Bible this week or not? This is what we're, this is literally every single episode. We're like, do we like it? I don't know. Maybe. It's a coin toss every week. Every single week. I mean, yeah. it's a big fucking book. It's bigger than the dictionary. I'm Tori, former evangelical slash fundamentalist slash conservative weirdo who still has my old conservative Twitter account up, unfortunately, with a picture of myself. So that's embarrassing. And now I am not those things anymore. I enjoy calling myself an atheist, not because I give a flying fuck one way or the other about whether God exists, just because it pisses off the white dudes. I also have a co-host. My name is Justin. I I suppose I'm an agnostic because that doesn't elicit any further questions. You just say that and people go, huh, and move on. I I don't have to be like, I'm a Christian, but not that kind of Christian, you know, like. We're not talking about it. That's what I am. Yeah. Like whatever it is, whatever, whatever moves the conversation on the quickest Mm because i feel like atheists can like elicit more questions i don't want more questions about what i believe because i mean yeah like like tori said i I kind of just don't give a shit um (laughs) in a lot of ways so agnostic is what fits uh i used to be christian uber uber christian super christian very religious went pro i did i went pro for a while we'll say it was a paid christian for a while there a marketer for the brand you know, trying to get the youths to sign on the dotted line. And, you know, I mean, there was good, there was good work there to be done. I mean, I, I, I am proud of some of the work that I did, but most of the work I'm proud of had nothing to do with the Jesus parts. But we're joined today. It's not just Tori and I. We're joined today with a delightful co-co-host. Yeah, we, have a, we have a guest. And uh, Janice Legata. And so Janice, can you just introduce yourself a little bit? Tell the people about what, who you are, what you do, um, whatever you want to tell them is fine. 
Sure. So I'll I'll stay on theme. I am a former. I'm a current black woman, former white. Nice. <laughs> I was an aspiring pro. Never made it. Never. Yeah. Never okay. got made. Um, but definitely put in the work. You certainly did more work than most pros. <laughs> I did. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was. I was in it to win it and losing the whole time. I am, I am whatever you say I am. Like, like Paul, I am all things to all people. So however yes. people feel, feel like they connect with me, that's fine. I've had people be super excited. Like, oh, black atheist. And I'm like, that's the vibe. Sure. Yeah. You're picking yes. up. I'll yep. take sometimes claim Christianity just to irritate Christians because I have way too much useless knowledge at this point. I think on our knowledge alone, we're just kind of grandfathered in Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, whatever, whatever you want me to be, I'm that. That's me. Very happy to have you on the show. You know, Janice, uh, I, I love your, I love all the things that you do. The, your Instagram always makes me laugh, your podcasts, all the things. So thanks for coming on our show. We're going to, so this week, it's going to be kind of a grab bag this week for evangelicalism. It's going to be, I don't know. It's just going to be, I don't even know if it's this week in evangelicalism. It's just this week and just weird shit that is going down either on the internet or in the government. This week and weird shit. This week and weird shit. So as of, as of this recording, uh, Kevin McCarthy has failed nine, nine, 10. I don't know. 9, 10, Votes? 11 times. I think we're, I think we're, yeah. Okay. So New York Times says after a humiliating three day stretch of 11 consecutive defeats in an election wow. that is now the most protracted contest since 1859, Mr. <laughs> McCarthy, look at him, is losing. I'm going to go out and say that a week from now, when this posts to the public, Kevin McCarthy will not be Speaker of the House. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to put that in the universe. I could be I wrong. Know. You could, could be wrong. wrong. I, don't, I don't know. Nobody knows. Who cares? Like a certain amount of rounds where they're like, you just can't, we can't do this. Anymore. Yeah. Like at what point do like what five Republicans go, why don't we just go vote for Hakeem Jeffries and get this over with? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know that. Well, happen, so it's but... really, it's really like, okay, there are five Republicans that both have like a modicum of self-awareness and or integrity and are not planning on running for re-election. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose that's you would really need... that's the, the, that's the political math here. Yeah, no one knows. That'd be really fucking funny, though. I would love that. Yeah, because I, I remember Republicans were just like, you know, because they had a very lackluster performance in the midterms. I mean, but still, they, you know, took the House. So yay for you. And they're like, we took the House, you know, like, well, barely. We'll see if Kevin McCarthy is speaker. And now it's like, nope, he's not. <laughs> it's just a shit show. It's a shit show. And then Matt Gates but he already like, moved his stuff in. Matt Gates has, you know, like just stood up and like bellowed the name of Donald Trump. So now Trump's in the running for Speaker of the House. I don't it even is know. It's a major demotion. Let's be honest. This is anybody, a demotion for that man. Can, not, can we be? Just anybody. Are we up for Speaker of the House? <laughs> just say I, I a name. So. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> Are we in the running? Could we be? Like, Could. yeah. Don't you have to be the representative of a district? Like, or can it just be anyone? anyone just anyone who exists it's just really caused me to question a lot of things <laughs> we don't know how this shit works neither 
apparently. Does anybody else? Yeah. I mean, but this this is what happens when your entire platform personality, whatever, is make abortion illegal and government doesn't work. When 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 that's all you got. Oh, and the border. You're just yelling the border randomly. Not no policy statement to speak of, just yelling the border, making abortion illegal and declaring that the government doesn't work shockingly does not make you good at governing no it actually makes you quite bad at it if you're committed to the idea that the government uh doesn't work then you're not actually going to try to make it do do things that benefit anybody except yourself and then you can just be like yeah i'm benefiting from it but that's just because it's so it's so dysfunctional it just doesn't work that's why yeah i mean and I, I have friends that are, you know, Republican or libertarian that they kind of have that view of like, it's so fucked, we may as well just get ours, which I mean, which I mean, that's I'm not going to say that's an invalid response, but it's, it's I think that like, to, so, OK, can I just like, no, here's, go ahead, here's Interge- my thing. interject, go ahead. It's not necessarily that it's like, oh, this is so fucked. There's nothing that can really be done fuck it i'm gonna get mine like i like that that, there's some logic there right that could hold some water for some types of people to me the problem is it's like you're actually you're being malicious right like there's ill there's like malice here and like ill intent and you're actively trying to sabotage the process and then being like look it doesn't work guys that to me is what's fucked up yeah i think that like yeah if you know enough about politics to be like, I'm a libertarian, then you know, then I, I would argue you're cognizant enough to understand that, like, they're fucking this up on purpose and taking advantage of the fucked upness and then being like, oh, I don't know, guys, it just doesn't work. That's not cool. That's my take. Yeah, it's, you know, the whole like, um, fuck everybody, I'm going to get mine is it's like, that's what you do after like, the power's gone out. Services are gone. Your neighbors are trying to loot your garden. Like that's when you enter that mode. I feel like that is that is the time to to do that when it's like relatively stable. But you're just like we're gonna just tip this thing over the preface, precipice just just because we can because we'll get more that way. Uh, that's you're a bad like, person. Yeah, now you're just a bad person. Like you're not. Yeah. You're an asshole. And that's and that's, you know, who these people are. Yeah. Apparently the I don't know, there was the exchange between uh, Matt Gates and AOC that yeah, people like there was like a video and you couldn't really tell what he was saying. Uh, I guess she was on TikTok saying that he apparently he was like, oh, we thought a couple of Democrats would come over to our side, you know, just to kind of speed this process along. And she's like, we nope. <laughs> well, why, why would you think such a thing? We're not. We're not doing that. And I think Hakeem Jeffries had the best response. He said, we are not responsible to cure the dysfunction in the Republican Party. Like, that is not our responsibility. Like, we are here to work for the American people. We're here to work with them as partners in doing that. Um, it's not our responsibility to cure their dysfunction, which I'm like, that's, I feel like that's the song of the country right now. It is not our job to cure the dysfunction of Republicans or evangelicals or, you know, whatever shit show they've found themselves in. You know, it's like it's like they're it's like they're self-persecuting themselves. Like, like, come on, man. And the left is finally, finally letting them, because I think historically the Democrats, 
people on the left. Like sometimes I feel like we lose because we we do try to go to the middle ground so often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is surprising to them that some Democrats haven't been like, oh, well, come on, we got to be, you know, when they go low, we go high and we got to help them out. So I, I like this new vibe of just being like, no, we're just going to let you guys struggle and and enjoy it. Like, right, right. Yeah, that's what you wanted to do. OK, mm-hmm. have fun with that. And we'll, yeah. we'll be over here. Yeah, like it's are... not working, guys. It's not working. It's like, but you don't want it to work. It's like, well, yeah, but like, can you just can you just help us out here? Like, it's not working. It's like, no, no. Why? why? You would never do that for us. You would never mm-hmm. have never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you know that's why I was so mad that they didn't do away with the filibuster when they had the opportunity to do so. Because oh it's like, because it's like you know that they're never going to work with you. Right. Is mm-hmm. not going to happen. And I, I think I, my guess is there are still way too many Biden era senators that are like wistful for the days when they worked together, you know, when, but they worked together. They were like racist when they worked together. So it wasn't like right a great time for everyone. Uh-huh. It's like we can all agree. We got to get these Negroes under control. Right. That's just- the time you're wishing for. <laughs> yeah. Just enough. Just yeah. enough. Just tip, o- tip O'Neill and like, oh, mm, oh God. Yeah, no, that might be another grave we need to visit. Oh, uh, so, yeah, I think it, it's just, it's, it's a weird thing. And so it's like, I, I'm, I, I, I think Janice, you're right. I, I like that energy that it's just like, yeah, no, just um, fuck around and find out. We're, we're no longer going to bail you out of the group project. Which again, this is their ethos is we're not helping you. That's literally their whole thing. Right. We're not we're not going to help you. Right. Like you're the ones dragging us down. Like we're not we're not going to step in. We're not going to like try to like get this thing over. No, we're not doing any of those things. Why? I don't know. Why would we do that for you? Greed is good. Every man for himself. Like, oh, wait, every man's for himself. We're not getting anything done. Help us. (laughs) BYO bootstraps. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's literally what it is though guys yeah so yeah there were democrats bringing popcorn to the to the to the floor just watching the meltdown just gonna watch the shit show man i'm getting mm-hmm. paid a lot of money to do nothing yeah. just to sit here yeah someone the, the 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 lady that gets up there and prays before this mess oh the, the chaplain it's paid like 180 grand a year like, so she gets paid what the rest of them are getting paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who cool. to pray once a session? Like, do they always open with prayer, or is it just like the beginning of the, like the first session of like I don't know. Whatever it is, it's in violation of the separation of the First <laughs> Amendment. I know that. Your job description is illegal, ma'am. Please see yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's and and that's I mean, that's just it again goes to show that they, you know, they don't care about the the Constitution or the Bible. No, it's it's only in in what we can use it to get the power that we want, you know, Mm because a constitutional originalist would an actual originalist would be totally against this woman getting 200 grand basically 
Well, because she's the a prey, woman, first of prey, all. Well, yeah, first. From how that, dare she? How dare she? Well, they'll attract bears into the Congress. <laughs> they'll attract bears. Are there bears in Virginia? I need to know. I'm this. sure there used to be. I'm sure there used to be. Before Are Teddy there now? Roosevelt killed them all. <laughs> Hunted them to extinction. Oh man, I I do love Teddy Roosevelt. I love a lot of Teddy Roosevelt tr- trilogy, but that man killed so many animals. Like <laughs> there must have been a problem. Like <laughs> I, I was reading a book about him, and it was like like it showed like an expert excerpt of his logs, and it was an atrocious amount of animals killed in one day. <laughs> like just by him for fun. Just by him for fun. Yep. So yeah, it, 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 this is a developing shit show and we'll see what happens. I don't know that there's much more to say about it. Well, I mean, I do think everybody was trying to be like, well, everybody, everyone on the right was trying to be like, well, it's very historic that this this black man has also gotten votes for Speaker of the House, which um, I'd have to do some research because I'm not 100% sure that it actually is that historic just because like post-slavery there was like this really big rush of 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 black representatives to dc which was wonderful and then and then (laughs) they were like actually we're gonna pardon the confederates and just let them take this shit over for a hundred years bye so you know there were there were some there were some issues yeah it's been two years i'm sure they've reformed it's been two years guys (laughs) um no so so representative byron donalds which i just i just want to i just want to put like an apostrophe in his name make it possessive byron belonging to donald is got 12 votes i believe in the last in the most recent count and so representative cory bush was like yeah man you're you're a fucking prop dude (laughs) like they are using you like they use i mean they they need their little diversity token ornaments so that they can be like Guys, we're not racist. Look, look, look. Here's- Twelve of us, less than one percent of us, voted for a black dude. <laughs> Receipts. Yeah, if oh. if six of us voted for the other black dude, he would be the speaker. <laughs> like, like, that's yes. This, anyway. That is such weird, like conservative logic. Like, very few of us voted for a black person, therefore we're great. When it's like less of you could vote for this other black person and they could actually have power. Would you be willing to do that? Oh, 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 no. (laughs) No, no. Are you kidding me? Congressman, Congressman Donald's went, went on Fox news to talk about how he was feeling very mad about mad slash sad slash disappointed that Cori Bush tweeted that he was a prop and he was being used by the Republicans, which I think like I think we can just be honest and be like, yeah, if you're a black person and you're a Republican, you're probably a prop. Like there might be I like maybe, maybe Tim Scott might be an exception just because he's a fucking senator. Maybe. So you actually like have a, a modicum of power in that position, right? Um, but <laughs> Corey Bush was like, listen, man saying it like this is not historic you're just you're just being used and he's like donald's is like oh and his feels about this and so he decided to like go on fox news and then tweet her and he's like cory bush if you see a black man if you see a black man rise like let the man rise even if you disagree with them 
And then he's like, debate me on my podcast, basically. It's like the rest of the fucking tweet. <laughs> and I was just like, guy, come on. I just, I had to respond to this because I was like, okay, I get what they're saying. This is historic, whatever. And and it's like, apparently it counts. If you're like, if you're black and conservative or like a fascist, then you get, then but a woman. And it's like, oh, we get to give you like all these props for being like, breaking some glass ceiling like no no that's not how this works and anyway i had to reply to this dude because i was just like are you fucking serious right now and i was so anyway i wrote it back and i was like this lecture that you directed at representative cory bush is really rich considering all the lovely things your colleagues have said about obama (laughs) and then i go uh go tell your confederate comrades to let black men rise even if you disagree and please record it so that we can see you getting laughed out of the room you know that you're everybody's like you know that you're being used and i'm like yeah like just just put this in any other direction and see how all of your white colleagues who support you so much respond like they don't they don't treat you like a serious person either i promise and i'm not saying that like this isn't to say that democrats aren't racist like my sister alice her thing she always says she's like the only difference between like republicans and democrats is democrats pretend that they're happy to see us yeah like that's the difference right is it's like oh yeah we're like glad to have you on the team we're not gonna let you do anything don't touch don't don't touch that don't touch no no sit down turn your phone off give me your phone but at least it's not like wishing for the good old days like fucking i don't know nooses and sheets and whatever back when men were men back when when men were men it's like we just gotta make make gotta bring god back to the country again so we can bust out those hoods it's like they were inspired by the pope it's fine <laughs> oh man back when men were men and when you know republicans were, were for black people like they love to harp on how no no remember it was it was the democrats who were the racist but now in the year 2023 this is when a black person is getting the most votes republicans so like if you oh. guys were the party of the people how is this record setting now yeah no all of those all those black people who ran as republicans which they legitimately did like i don't know the 18 late 1860s like yeah they ran as republicans but they were all treated like shit i don't know i don't know how to i don't know how else to tell you this like they were not treated like real normal people yeah like and, and also that was back when republicans were the progressive party like it was, you know, abolition was a by progr- comparison. Yes. Was oh, a, ab- abolition was, was absolutely a, com- a was progressive, a progressive stance, right. you know. And so is the Republican Party progressive today? No. Like and so like it's <laughs> funny when you can you can like walk a Republican through this. You have to like you have to you will get them to the point where realize like, oh, our best days were long behind us then. Like we progressed and then we stopped somewhere around like 1880. <laughs> Oh no, it was it was much sooner than that. You know. Sorry guys, I'm a fucking nerd. I won't I won't I won't I won't bother you with all that history. But it is it's actually like reconstruction and like well the failure of reconstruction is really fucking fascinating. If any of you have any interest in researching that. So, we can I'm sure we can do a whole episode on the failure of reconstruction for kicks. We but could, not today. Cuz we have other stuff to talk about today. We do. We do. So, I don't know I'm I, as a leftist man, it's hard, I think, for us. 
I'm uh, sure that it's so hard for you guys right now. Oh, I, I so, won't ever. Won't so anyone I, think I am of on the this leftist podcast, white men? I'm on this podcast with two phenomenal black women, and I need you to understand how hard it is to be a white man. You're really oppressed right now. I don't know and if you so know this right now. <laughs> Uh, that's a vibe that's been going around lately. And I there was this tweet, and this does not represent all men or all leftists, but it just it was so wild to me. I feel like I need to just talk about it. It was this poor wee child. I was talking about the difference between fascism and leftism and how they present. Basically said, like, fascism, if we win, you're guaranteed to have a wife and children. And then they said, leftism, if we win, you deserve nothing. If you can't get laid, then die alone, loser. Stop being so entitled. The world isn't supposed to make you happy. Wow. I wonder what draws men to fascism. And I'm I'm like so many questions. Like, first of all, what fascist government ever guaranteed a wife and children to a man? First question. Just name one. That's all I want is just name one. Which one was it? I I I can't speak to it. So and 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 then he goes on, he goes on to say, I'll just, I'll, I'll do the, the thread and then I'll let you two just, just go, do uh, it. go for it. And then he said, fascism, if we win, you'll be a housewife, whether you like it or not. Less leftism. If we win, you'll have the life you've always dreamed of. Everything will be free and men will treat you like a queen. Wow. I wonder why leftism appeals to women more than it does men. I'm like, of course. <laughs> like, Oh, you want to be treated like a person? wow yes wow bold dude just really out of line oh man all these fucking women out here trying to be people and whatever how dare women people how dare they (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i don't know i'm just like there's so many things that are wrong with these with these with these tweets in terms of like the analysis right or lack the lack of analysis is like that's that's what's really that's what's really really wrong with them. And I do love that he like his this person's bio is he him progressive outside goer someone that I think that like under normal circumstances I would probably get along with. I don't know that this person is actually progressive. Oh no, they're not. Neither does the internet because he's been he's like the, this tweet has been ratioed the fuck like like oh, ratioed yeah. all the way to the fucking moon. Yeah. And I mean, and he was pretty active in the replies as well, mm-hmm. like just uh, continuing to tell on himself, like that's the wild thing about it. Just, you know, essentially saying I can't find the exact tweet, but like how most men are unable to comprehend the, you know, the socioeconomic factors that lead them to be misogynists, essentially. Like then someone was like, women aren't property is not a complex concept. Like that's. I, I'm, maybe someone listening to this needs me to say this, but like women are people like full humans, full stop. <laughs> However, you feel like a man should be treated. A woman should be treated at least that good. Like, I don't, I don't know. Groundbreaking, groundbreaking stuff. Yeah. And you know, the, like, you know, the struggles with, but yeah, you'll die a loser. Sorry, buddy. Like, it, sorry. Like, you're not. You you are not guaranteed companionship. That is true. You're not guaranteed somebody likes you. Which you know, it's how very Republican of him to say like, the tough breaks. Loser. Life isn't fair. Life's not fair. Figure your shit out. Like, okay, 
cool i mean yeah there's like there's so many levels to, to, to this i mean as i as i pointed out first like first and foremost i cannot think of a fascist government that has guaranteed men a wife and you can't fucking guarantee children because that's just like not how fucking biology works or very sorry never met a leftist government or movement that says if you can't get laid then die alone loser <laughs> because it doesn't fucking <laughs> yeah i'm like like all the left cares about is like making sure that you don't get laid like <laughs> no no like we want bridges that don't fucking fall down you dumb fuck like what are you talking about <laughs> it's like wow i wonder what draws them into fascism I mean lots of things but i i don't think that i don't think that like this hyper individualism like bootstraps bullshit is helping you know and i don't think i don't think it's leftism that is is what is i mean first of all there's no leftism in this country i mean there are leftists there's no political leftism in this country at all like there just isn't like even even like even places that have have reputations of being like leftists like like portland or san francisco or whatever like i'm sorry like no we're not like you can still be here and be homeless so uh what 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 leftism are we are we talking about like we're not taking over people's like second and third and fourth homes to like house people so yeah. sorry like we're still letting the free market solve that problem and it's not solving it and we're not doing anything. If there's not a progressive tax on how many houses you own, I, you're not. In a yeah, no, God, God. World. yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, this is just everything about this little this little guy is just like so. It's so corny. It's like leftism promises women that they'll be treated like queens, which I think means being treated like a human person. I think person yeah like a person right because it's not like you would think his opposite would be for women like fascism will guarantee you you a husband and a child like that should be good news <laughs> but that's not what women want because that's, that's not, not what makes women happy <laughs> and he's like and this, this this is a problem like i mean i do i do love the i do love the fact that like all of the data shows that, like single childless women are the happiest cohort in the country <laughs> And like I say this to someone who's wanted who wanted to be a mom since I was like th four years old. Like I've always wanted to be a mom, but I'm just like I really respect the fact that like single childless women are like they got their shit figured out. And what's interesting about them is that they're not complaining about. Okay, there's a little there's a little bit of complaining about how men are shit, but like married married with children, women also complain about how men are shit. So yeah, like there's the there's like a whole genre of TikTok of like women shitting on their husbands about how awful they are like and it's like as as a man it is frustrating that like the like doofus husband is like not just like a trope they like the emotionally inept doofus husband isn't just like a trope it's like become aspirational like how much of a dumbass can i be like how mm -hmm. much how how inconsiderate can i be how like incompetent can i be in like the kitchen or just basic cleanliness you know see last Wiping week my ass for my rant on cleaning your shit you know like it's it, it's weird that that's aspirational like i don't i don't get that 
Like it's, it's like, come on, dudes, like get your shit together. Like people have emotions. It's okay. Like, like learn, learn to deal, you know, again, like your wife is a person like deal, like even if you don't like them, you don't have to like them. If you don't like them, be like mature enough to like have that discussion and move on with your lives. Like, I don't know. It's our country is very weird, deeply. It weird is. I think, I think that we need to, I think that we need to maybe do, do a, a, an episode just talking about like this very bizarre dynamic of like men being promised things that like have never actually been given by the right. And it's like, it's either like, Oh yeah. If you become like a fascist slash like hard, right. Alt, right. Whatever you're guaranteed a wife. Like again, I, it just many, many countries have been fascist for some amount of time. I'm not aware of a single one. <laughs> Yeah, that was giving out wives like free wives and even if you go back let's just say they get they go back to the days where like women can't have bank accounts or jobs or whatever i don't see a lot of women just flocking to men for the answer like i would actually see women probably flocking to each other to take care mm-hmm. of each other mm-hmm. i feel like that would be much more likely to happen than all of a sudden these you know I don't want to say low quality men. Uh, I'll say men that have not yet learned how to put in effort. I don't see them just like, oh, oh, well, this guy, he's, you know, he's a two, but he has a bank account. Like, that's, I don't, I don't see how that is. I don't see that. I feel like that's going to work out in the way that they think it is. And, and yeah, there is a myth in this country. I, I, well, there was a myth. I don't even know that that myth is still alive. I mean, when I say there's a myth, I mean, like for people in their 30s and 40s, we were spun a myth that we were young enough to believe that, you know, if you graduate college and you'll find yourself a spouse and you'll be together and you'll have kids and you'll be able to buy a house and it'll be fine if you just work hard. And and now we're discovering that, like, well, a lot of that stuff had some hidden line items in there we were not aware of. And there's yeah, also- and the people that were saying it were also actively screwing us over. Yeah, and they weren't happy either. Yeah. And they right. were, and, and they, they also- were all also miserable fucks. And they right. were having copious affairs and telling us how wrong it is. And also, we're like the first generation born that you know was born with the option of a bank account as as a mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. My mom is old enough to be to remember when that change came in, and yeah. so it's like you can't. I guess in a sense, men kind of were guaranteed a wife and children back then because there were no other other options for women. But like we're not going back to that because even if you changed all the laws now and we were back in, you know, those days, again, women, we've already seen what it could be. So like you're saying, Justin, we would find ways around it and flock to each other or flock to the men who are still progressive and, you know, are trying to help us get to Canada or over the border, like, you know, <laughs> wherever we can be free, or whatever like, is happening. Willing to have like, you know, account sharing stuff. Like I see a real rise in polyamory in that situation. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a weird time to be in. And it's, it's, it's weird that like in this, this guy, I, you know, I feel like this is one of those situations where like an ounce of education is, is sometimes worse sometimes worse 
because it's like you you're you have you know you're saying words like socioeconomic you're saying progressive like i feel like your heart's in the right spot and you have the vocabulary words memorized but you (laughs) you don't see women as people yes fundamentally just don't like you are fine with the idea of yes i've been guaranteed a wife and a child and (laughs) it doesn't matter to me whether my wife is happy about this whether she wants no whether you know doesn't matter to me all i know is i was promised a wife and i want one yeah like ah, this progressive stuff man on paper it seems so great but i (laughs) over here in fascism i can be a shithead and still get a wife so we'll go over here now yeah, yeah do, do the work my dudes like yeah do, yeah do the, work. It's, well, the thing is it's like it's real it's really not it's really not hard this is like this is what i get stuck on is it's like guys it's not it's actually not people aren't asking that much of you right like we're just asking for the bare minimum like be an interesting person treat trans people and like women and non-binary people so i don't know the way you'd want to be treated i guess you yeah you should also have rights like that's not i don't know white dudes treat each other like shit i will say okay yeah that's fair that's totally fair but you're not trying to like take rights away from one another you're still like trying to weaponize oppression to make sure that y'all stay on top yeah like we're on top so we can fight each other yeah fuck with each other (laughs) at each other at the top and only each other Uh uh-huh uh-huh it's like we don't want any actual competition up here you guys yeah no 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 and that's and that's it's frustrating to me too because it it's one of those things that we yeah we talk such a good game and then and you know i i'll just say men are not really often great allies because we'll like we'll get like a like like this poor guy like the ounce of enlightenment and it's like let me let me diagnose the problem guys you're not guaranteeing people women like you know like okay you had you had a bit of enlightenment like like a a a, a kernel wonderful go back and get 10 more like do we need to have a ranking system for like male enlightenment like okay you okay great you you aren't actively against the existence of women wonderful like (laughs) you think that maybe perhaps people of color are treated unfairly great wonderful like let's put you back in the microwave for a little bit and got some work to do and i'll admit i need to go back in the microwave on some things too like i i do not claim to be like above my privilege or above stumbling over bullshit but i I'm also I feel like I'm I am someone that appreciates being wrong in a strange way. There's like an Anthony Bourdain quote where he talks about he talks about it's like a rant about he like enjoys the feeling of being wrong. And for whatever reason, I was blessed with that. Whereas like I I enjoy having my expectations like questioned and I enjoy being surprised and I enjoy learning and I wish more men could cultivate that because I feel like we'd just be better off. So men just like be wrong, go be wrong. I mean, gently, not destructively or like, and don't expect people of color to do your work for you, but it's okay to be wrong and to learn and in public. Uh, I don't know. That's just rant over, I guess. Go out and get ratioed. 
Yeah, yeah. And like learn learn something from it, please. Please, uh, yeah, please. please learn from it. Like this poor guy is just he's he's carrying his own water in the comments, like trying to prove that this is a great take. Like, nope, no, nope, it's not. Anything else to say? No, I don't think so. Done, done with these these dudes who think that they know a thing. <laughs> we're over it. I, yeah, I mean, I do think it's I okay. I do think it's really funny that they're like, oh wait like women don't actually need us this is hard for me to comprehend am i weird like i am like i want someone to not need me like please don't need me i mean need me you sorry go ahead no you you yeah i was just gonna say i was just gonna say justin like like not for you as in like you specifically but people i feel like people like 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 cis men like you don't need that right like you have a personality you have things that you enjoy doing <laughs> like you don't you don't need somebody to be like dependent on you for everything because you don't have anything else to offer the world and i think that for some of these folks it's like they kind of thought that showing up was sufficient it's like hey mm, yeah i'm a white dude like that's all i have that's all i have to offer i don't have to do anything else and like Oh, you want me? You want me to? You want me to do to do a thing? Like if you've been promised, it's like you you get to win without having to put in any effort, just because like you were you were blessed because you were born on on the top of like the top of the food chain, top of the hierarchy. Yeah, if if you're going into if you're going out into the world with this expectation of like I don't I don't have to do anything, I don't have to offer anything, I don't have to be interesting, I don't have to provide anything except like I don't know a home that I trash and someone else cleans up because I have a live-in housekeeper slash mommy that I fuck like yeah I don't I don't know like if if that's like your expectation then reality is gonna reality is gonna hurt you like very badly (laughs) in a lot of ways yeah but but like if you're someone who like you have things that you enjoy doing you have friends you have like an emotional life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have an interior world of any kind of any kind whatsoever right and it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be like oh i'm so like cool and hip and hot and what you know it's, it's like it's not about any of that stuff like you really that is not the prerequisite for for getting laid for anybody who's interested <laughs> like you don't you don't have to have like a huge bank account and be like the hottest dude like in a 10 mile radius that's literally not what anybody is expecting of you just like have a personality like be interesting and be interested in other people that's really that's really like how low the bar is but i feel like we're turning some folks i feel like we're turning into a relationship podcast uh (laughs) yeah maybe maybe that needs to be our (laughs) spinoff maybe (laughs) oh white dudes you're drunk yes yes (laughs) i was just thinking that it's like that'd be be good that'd be a good one good segment (laughs) That be that. That should be what this segment is called. We'll retroactively call it "Go Home, White Dudes." There we go. Yep. So let's take a break for capitalism, and then we'll come back to Absalom, another uh, not really a white man, but kind of an honorary white man in ways in the Bible, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and his dad, David, had, had had the privilege of a white man. All right. We'll see y'all. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everybody. Thanks for enjoying that capitalism with us. You know, the Lexus or... I got a lot of uh, like Tinder ones uh, over the holidays, actually. So, oh, really? Yeah, they were just they were Tinder what's your, or what's Match your search or whatever. What's your search history, Justin? I've. It's actually funny. I've noticed that lately. I as, my search history is not Tinder at all. I promise, <laughs> like Scouts Honor. But like, I don't know if it's just because I watch a lot of TV late at night. But I get a lot of like Tinder and Hinge ads. And I'm like, what's going on? Do you need someone to fuck? Yeah, you don't uh, live in a fascist country that provides you a wife. <laughs> so you just have to fish like the rest of us. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing farmersonly.com. Uh, <laughs> okay. Have you seen the Christian ones too? They're so funny. They're like, like, yeah. What what is it? Christian mingle? No, it's not Christian mingle. No? There's another one now. It comes up every now and then. It comes up when oh. I watch when I watch w- what we do in the shadows on Hulu. Like it comes up all the time. I'm, so sorry. Every, I'm almost, sorry. What? I'm like almost every time I watch that show, I get the Christian one. That's just like, it's like just you, you get all the values questions out of the way and you just, you just get right into it. And I'm like the values questions of like, Oh, I'm a fascist. And I think that women should be property. Like it's automatically. Wait, so. wait, 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 wait. Is this the Peter Thiel one? That's like for conservatives only or whatever. Uh, this the is right, a, this the is right a, one or like the Christian only. See, the problem is that we're going to be talking about it and then I'm going to do a Google search of it to find the name and then it's you're gonna bother fucked. me. And then now I truly am going to get the ads. So we're going to stop that <laughs> okay, line of questioning fair. now before I fair. accidentally shoot myself in the Internet foot. So but we we have a patron. Patreon. Uh, we have a patron and a Patreon. Our Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash go home Bible. You can pledge uh, multiple tiers. Every tier gives you access to our Discord server where you get to talk to like-minded folks and hang out in, in kind of a more private setting that's not in the wilds of the internet. We also have a new patron this week at the Youth Pastor tier. This is Rachel. Thank you so much for you know starting the new year strong with a, a new youth pastor. So Rachel, we're going to be giving you your life verse. And it, it's your verse forever um, because it's from the Lord mediated to you by your anointed leaders, Tori and Justin, and the second church of the drunken Bible. So not the first church, they're assholes. Second church. <laughs> so, okay. I'm going to just do my little bibliomancy here. Um, point to. Uh, wow. That was is, fast. Well, it's just. That was the, the fastest verse. The problem is, time. is it's, it's a. It's a it's a foot it's a footnote. It's not actually first. <laughs> it's the <laughs> So all right. Okay. <clears throat> this is John, the book of John, Which the gospel one? of John, chapter twenty-one, verse twenty-five. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even all, the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. That's a verse. That's, That's a, a verse. verse we talked about. Yeah. So I don't know that Jesus did that many things. Well, but I think that Twitter has also proven that there is a, there is like a way to write forever about very like menial and important things. Mm -hmm. So 
I mean, I think that if somebody were to try hard enough, you could probably write so much that like the earth could not contain all of the stories. It just feels like a very weak. Justin. It feels like a very weak ending. I'm just gonna say. Sorry, I'm not making fun of you. They were trying. Rachel. You know, just you know, Rachel. Trying. You know, Jesus did many other things. Rachel, we don't know about them. They're probably in a book somewhere. <laughs> what is happening? So, that's that's what I feel like. This this is the ending. So so if you're unsure, Rachel, of how many things Jesus did, it was he, all of them. It was all of them. All of the things that have been done. I've <laughs> been done. You're thinking right now. He did that. He did that. Yeah, I did that. Oh man. So well, thank Jesus, you. Um, Jesus made all the things so you know our, our army of patrons continues to grow and we're going to continue to to figure out ways to grow that community over the the year uh, we do have a, a listener not just patron but listener get together in washington dc we're shooting for the end of march near the last weekend of march around in there kind of looking at venues and things mm-hmm. um it's a it's a hangout like it's not this isn't going to be like a a conference we're just gonna hang out it's gonna be a good time and then tori and i are gonna maybe possibly allegedly visit the grave of a diseased supreme for justice diseased <laughs> a diseased <laughs> a diseased a diseased weasel slash dead supreme court justice that we have a mutual feeling about so details to come <laughs> um well, that did that too just so you know yeah Jesus Jesus did that too. It's in a book somewhere. But we're not going to talk about Jesus today. We're going to talk about the, the, the kings of well, Samuel, the book of Samuel, really. Not the book of Kings, even though it includes kings. So we're going to talk about Absalom and David and that whole dynamic. And our friend Janice is going to lead us in this discussion. I think, I don't know, for a drinking game. Do you have a drinking game, maybe, Janice? Or do you have thoughts of a drinking game? If not, I can. I'm usually pretty good at making one up on the spot. Make it up, Justin. Go. Make it up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say anytime David does not come across as an ideal biblical father, go ahead and take mm-hmm. a drink because he's the man after God's own heart. And I suppose he is a father just like God. So anytime there's like, hmm, there's weirdness in there. Go ahead and take a drink. All right, Janice. Before lead, lead we get into Absalom, go ahead. Say no, go ahead. Something about, about David from the last episode. Yeah. So Justin, listening to you and how you said, like, just kind of seeing David with more of that kind of bravado with him, you know, mm-hmm. coming in and bragging about all the things he's done and can do and whatever. But I never thought about it before. But did David, did he cheat? Like, were slingshots allowed? Like, I feel like <laughs> people were afraid of Goliath because it was supposed to be like this hand-to-hand combat. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was wondering about the bow and arrow situation. Like, why didn't they just like, pew, pew, yeah, right in the eyeballs? I think he cheated. I don't think you were allowed. <laughs> you were not like, allowed to bring a slingshot. <laughs> bring a slingshot to a sword fight. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps Goliath was like, oh, fuck. He brought a slingshot. But I also think if you're saying, okay, it's just like one on one, you're going to fuck my shit up. Or I'm going to fuck your shit up. And whoever loses, like, their whole country becomes slaves. I feel like at that point, like, cheating is fair. <laughs> it's, oh, I, you know, here's the thing. I can make a fun political lesson about this. Do it. You can't, you can't govern a country on handshakes 
and traditions. Oh, and backroom deals. And backroom deals. And, Correct. You, you know, can't. Understandings about the way things are done. Because, you know, I'm thinking like, they're probably thinking the way things are done is we challenge each other and he comes out with a sword and I come out with a sword and then we just, we wrestle on the dirt until one of us stabs each other to death. And that's just an understood thing. We don't need to say it as an unspoken rule. Like, and then all of a sudden some asshole with a slingshot comes across come, and you don't know how to deal with it. So you can't govern a country on unspoken rules. Like just, you know, that's, that's going to be the lesson that we learn there. Yeah. So maybe he cheated. He cheated. But in a way that's like, well, we didn't say you couldn't bring one. Uh, maybe the real the real story here is that david is the inventor of the slingshot like no one had ever <laughs> seen one before because like why would no one else have this this thought and it's like oh man this guy is really big he wants to go one-on-one we're gonna have to get close to him to kill him right and it's like no you can this. and then david's like i have this new invention no i'm like 30 <laughs> feet away i'm fine <laughs> This is the original drone. (laughs) Literally, they had bows and arrows. I don't understand, like, why this is even an issue. Like, that was Jonathan's whole thing. That's why I think he cheated. Because if bows and bow and arrows were an option, I think they're like, no, you can't do that. This is hand to hand. You have to come over here and fight me. Mm -hmm. This this is like this is like this is like gas and landmines now. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is like some World War One bullshit where it's like I'm gonna get on my horse. Like oh fuck, you have a tank. <laughs> like I, I say this every World War One movie I see. I think of all. I mean, if I had to be in a war, if you were like make you have to make a choice to be in a war, World War One would be the one I would not choose. Yeah, like, I was like, wait a like, second, where is absolutely this going? Absolutely not. Never, under no circumstances. Under no circumstances. I mean, I mean, all war is awful. That war feels uniquely World War awful. One war is feels like, uniquely awful because you have commanders that are like, I have been trained in cavalry. <laughs> like, like they have they have machine guns. No, no, absolutely not. So yeah, David cheated. He is a cheater. David, David I, I, that is day one. That is now our editorial position. And he only he only gets worse. This man. Yeah. he does he does he gets worse and worse which i think i think is the point of the story of david like just this idea that power corrupts and i think evangelicalism gets gets stuck and gets caught because they get attached to this man after god's own heart it's like we all have a a great shining moment now and again when god's like yeah okay but that was yesterday that was that was last week and you don't just get to coast on that for the rest of your life. But with David, they're like, no, he, God said it. And we decided that that was forever. So now everything that David does has to be something that God would do. He has to be the hero the whole way through. And so even when he's, you know, his bad, bad decisions are leading to the death of his son. Sorry, that's on his son. Because man, I forgot his own heart. Yeah, it's... There's always like this flat view of everybody in the scripture, like, like, well, David one time and, you know, actually I'm, I'm looking at the references now and it, I don't even know that it like says that David is the man after God's own heart. Like, like Samuel's looking for, you know, Saul's successor and says, but now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. Like, what if that wasn't David, (laughs) you know, like. 
I don't know. I'm just like I'm trying to like look at more of the references here because I was like, I was trying to, there's something not sticking out for me. So it's like, yeah, it feels very self-proclaimed or proclaimed about him, but not or like like early days because now, you know, people get mad at us. Each of us have been, you know, you're not you're not you don't get to say things about the church anymore because you're not in church anymore. You don't get to talk about Christians because you're not a Christian anymore. Well, at one time I was a woman mm-hmm. after God's own heart. So if we're playing by the same rules, then in perpetuity, forever, <laughs> I am a woman after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. And you can't say anything to me now. Yeah. And everything that I'm doing is something that a woman after God's own heart would do. Because he said it once. I believe it. That's good enough for me. Yeah, that's good. So so this man after God's own heart, he, yeah, he fucks up a lot. So it's a really bad dad. Tr- yes. Much like God. Yeah, so I mean, in that sense, man after God's own heart, <laughs> he is the man after God's own heart. So, all right, so let's let's talk about let's talk about David's parent. Let's the parenting style of David. I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! It's like I love that Google's like all these all these other questions. Like, what do people ask about this topic? It's like, why did David cry for Absalom? Because his son fucking died. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Like, like why the, did you cry when your kid died? Like what? Like I mean the the Bible for all of its faults does actually try to portray these people as three-dimensional. That's 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 fair. That's a fair but, assessment. But like people refuse to read them as three-dimensional. Yeah, I mean Jesus is pretty complex. Jesus gets mad, he gets pissy, like he makes mistakes, like but well Jesus can't make mistakes, you know. You know, yeah, David, like, yeah, the arc of like power corrupts, like, fuck yeah. Like that that's a good story, actually. The story of David and power corrupting someone, someone who was brother innocent and bold and had bravado and was like all about the Lord, like worship leader, whatever. And then all of a sudden they get a little bit of power and all of a sudden they're like, you know, inviting people to worship God during a pandemic or something. Just through that, just pull that reference out of my ass. So and and now they're they're like a famous COVID denier. And imagine if power corrupts being the theme that the church has taught, how how fewer COVID deniers we'd have. Guys, I do, however, want to take a moment to point out the fact that the Bible says that Absalom was really fucking hot. So just because I feel like that's kind of a theme of, of this of this podcast is talking about like really hot people in the Bible. Apparently, yeah. most of whom were angels, but apparently the Bible says that Absalom was flawless from head to foot. Whatever that means. Oh, because we know what feet are. We all know what foot means. (laughs) (laughs) And based on that, I know who who I'm casting. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. I'm excited about this now. Let's go. Now, flawless from head to foot. All right. So we'll save that. We'll save that. We'll put a pin in that as a teaser to keep people listening. So. Yeah, are we are we just jumping in like right at the beginning with Absalom or are we going to jump in the middle? I guess we'll take it from the top. Well, like I'm I was trying to think back and I'm like, when did I even first hear the story of Absalom? And like, did I know the full context? Because I feel like I've always known I knew Absalom was a villain, but I feel like when it was picked up in youth group, probably I don't youth think- group. Wow. My youth group did not go that hard. It wasn't it definitely wasn't children's church, but like it wasn't it wasn't grown up church either. Like I was aware of the story before that. Maybe or maybe because it was like the, the youth study Bible probably had a 
section on it. But I feel like it just picks it up in the middle of the story where he's just kind of rampaging against David and we didn't have a context for why. And it's just like, oh, here's David's son going rogue and trying to take power from him. And then he ends up, you know, hanging in the trees from his long hair that he was so vain about. I don't even know if the Bible says that or if that's just Christian editorialism. Like he does get he does get hung up by his hair. That is, yeah, he does. No, like that part is true, but like this idea that that's that he was vain about it, like vain about it. Yeah, it could just been like he just had he could have had like a homeschool fro. Like it doesn't, you know. That's still a lot of hair. Yeah, like he just kind of jumps in. Like I was just like Second Samuel thirteen. He jumps in like with I think it's like the rape of Tamar. Like that's where he gets real pissy. And I mean the dude plans like he sat on that rage for two years before he killed his like half brother over that. But as you do in that time, this is Game of Thrones morality. Let's just be honest. Your half brother rapes your half sister. And you stew on it for two years and then wait for your moment and you kill him. I mean, you stew on it for two years after your dad does nothing about it. Yes. Like, I think that's his introduction. Like, like this, this happened. Dad did nothing. So I, I now have to do this. And so that's, uh, I think that's his character introduction. Pretty much. (laughs) It's just like, yep, I'm going to do what my dad couldn't do. I don't know. That seems fair. It seems fair to me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to say like he's wrong. I mean, cause again, according to this time, like that's what should have been done. Mm-hmm. And David didn't do it. David didn't do shit. And so then, I yeah. Don't, I don't even know that like Absalom necessarily wanted David to kill, kill him. Like, we don't know. He just wanted him to deal with it in some way. And David did nothing. So then Absalom is like, well, all right. I'm going to take care. The older David gets, he gets this weird, like passivity. Like, you know, like he seems like this, like brash, like I'm going to go out and, you know, kill people. And then like, when he becomes King, he just is like, whatever, man, like, I I don't know what to do now. Yeah. So that's just, that's wild to me. And so then like, yeah, Absalom, like he comes back to Jerusalem and he just kind of does his thing, does some weird shit. And then he just, I don't know, like, he kind of randomly just declares, like, I'm king now. <laughs> and, and it seems like everyone's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of how it worked for a long time? Like, all you all you had to do is, like, if you took the, ca- if you took the capital, you're in charge now. Like, that was just the rules of war for, I don't know, a couple thousand years. <laughs> yeah. It seems like, and it says, because like the hearts, the hearts of the people were with Absalom. It's like he, it's like David wasn't, David wasn't just not doing stuff at home. Like it seemed like he wasn't doing stuff. He just wasn't doing anything. And so Absalom was out here listening to people, (laughs) seeing what the problems are. Maybe he doesn't even have any answers, but he's at least listening and he's out there with them. So then the people are like, yeah, this guy, why not? Oh, yeah. Doesn't he like, sorry, I didn't read as much of this as I usually do. Like, doesn't he like, like people will tell him problems like, like the people are on the way to David to, to say what their problem is like, oh, David really isn't hearing people today, but I'll hear you like, oh, if only I could be appointed judge, 
I would give you justice, but I'm sorry. There's just, there's nothing we can do right now. You know, very customer servicey of him. Like if I was in charge, I would give you what you want. But, but this is like, this is exactly how you get power though. Just yeah. like, you're just going to like, let this thing slide. Hey, I'm going to help you out. Whatever you need. This is like how we become like, this is how, this is how I get everybody on my team. Cause it's like, Oh, that guy, he's not actually the king, but he said that if he becomes the king, I'm going to be in a really good spot. So I'm highly motivated to make sure that like this all shakes out for him the way that he wants it to. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, I think that I definitely remember reading the story. Well, I mean, we read through the Bible every year, so we probably, we've probably always read this story on the exact same date, honestly. Uh, but, but yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I don't, I don't ever remember hearing this taught in church at all. I definitely remember it being like something that again, can't, it came up once a year. It's like kind of a shitty story. And it's funny because it was it was very much portrayed as like Absalom is the bad guy here. And like now reading it, I'm like, no, of all of the guys involved, like he was the least bad. Yeah. Well, until he becomes king, I will say. Well, is he, he how long is he? I don't I don't even remember. He's how long not he's king. king for. I thought he was king for like three weeks or something. Yeah, not very long, but. He does. Here's the, here's what I find funny about Absalom. And like, if we're going to go with this theme of power corrupting. So eventually he usurps the throne. He kicks David out. And what does he do? Like the first thing he does is he fucks all of David's concubines. Like, which again, trying to make a point. This is what you do. But if your claim to fame is like avenging the rape of your like half sister. And then like the first, like the first thing you do is rape all of your dad's concubines like i feel like that's it's a very kingly thing to do at the time <laughs> you know but i just it's a very kingly thing to do you know <laughs> like i just i find that to be i mean yeah i don't i don't know like all of the all the whole story like this whole conflict between david between david and absalom is really fascinating to me i mean obviously like that's just I'm not, I'm not trying to be dismissive of that, right? Like, if you're like these people were literally sex slaves, like that's not. Yeah, I don't know that that's right. True. Like, I, I like, I totally like not trying to be dismissive of that, like at all. I think that from Absalom's perspective, he was like, "How can I humiliate my dad because he did jack shit when Tamar when Tamar was like assaulted, right? Like, literally, like." premeditated like Ammon was like a complete piece of shit. what well, Amnon whatever his name was whatever his half brother's name was they were all half siblings because David had so many wives Amnon yeah so yeah so I think that like that was go ahead sorry go ahead yeah like he they I'm, I'm reading the verse now so they pitched a tent on like top of the house for Absalom to like do all this with his father's concubines so it was in the sight of all of Israel like like very much as like a diss to his father. Right. Like, right. You know. And like, and not to, not to justify Absalom for doing that at all, but to also, like we said, this is game of Thrones days. This is, this is how things worked then. And I think like 
the fact that he had he had this kind of recognition for what had happened to his sister like he's already there's something different about him because most men are, see all women as property and so it's like okay maybe he does see this this class and these women as david's property but like there's something about him where he's like no like my sister is different this is a woman that means something and so, you know, bad for him, yes, of still thinking of these other women as property and not seeing them as people mm-hmm. but for his time. I'm like, ah, yeah. I'm going to give you a little bit of credit because the fact that you're so upset about yeah. this thing that happened to a woman, even if <laughs> much like our, our little friend on Twitter, right? Oh, uh, you know, yeah. just enough in your you know, <laughs> writings. <laughs> You know, you are, you're clearing the bar that is on the floor handily. There's more bars. Yeah. I did. I did that. That arc of his is just interesting to me. And yeah, I I don't think it's like undermining him completely because again, like this, this is a very different time, a different understanding of morality, a different understanding of who's a person Mm -hmm. and that he shows at least a minor amount of evolution on that. And, and also like women are people (laughs) (laughs) just, you know, better than no women are people, I guess. I know. God. Oh my God. This is, this would be my bumper sticker. Some women are people. (laughs) No, I mean, I, I think that it's really interesting because Absalom does this. Like, I, I think it's interesting that, that like, Amnon has this whole like pretends to be sick and is like oh have my sister come see me like I don't feel very good and then like and then like literally attacks her and I so I I it's not lost on me that Absalom like well like he he lets Tamar live with him so that he she doesn't have to be anywhere around where Amnon is going to be which is I think very kind yeah he takes he takes care of her even though again at the time she would have technically have been damaged goods and he would not have been required right. to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. And, but then Absalom does this like, very like same kind of thing. Like this very premeditated is like two years later, they're having this party and like Absalom's like, Hey, come on. Like tell my brother to come down here so that we can get him wasted so that we can kill him. Yeah. Let's get him so wasted and we can just kill him real easy. But yeah, it's like this won't this won't be difficult, right? So I think that like he put he clearly put a lot of thought into this. Like it was a very sort of premeditated thing. And then he was like, I'm, I'm gonna go and I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna peace out. You know, and like David is like mourning the death of Amnon, which okay, okay, okay. Like why? Like you're just weird and you're just weird and gross and I don't like it and Absalom then like runs away and is gone for like three years <laughs> yeah peace out I gotta get out of this family right I mean yeah, truly truly right so then then like yeah and I don't I don't know like he like Absalom like names names his daughter after his sister which I think is really beautiful too like you know because again it's she would have like socially been considered like damaged goods you know and i think i think amnon broke the law like not marrying her i'm pretty sure that like if you rape someone you have to buy them yeah I'm pretty sure those like, were the were, yeah those it would have rules. been amnon it would have been his responsibility to take care of her in the way right. that absalom was taking care of her 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, but that, so, uh, but and I, I don't know. I don't know that the text indicates this. Absalom could have stepped in and said, absolutely not. You're not going to. Yeah. Take, I, I will take care of you. This woman is a people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she, she's like us <laughs> and she doesn't want to be around you. So I'm going to take care of her. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, I suppose that's that's totally that's totally possible. And yeah, like David, David cries over Amnon, but then Absalom goes away for a few years and then Absalom is welcome back. Like, like David is really good at sweeping stuff under the rug, which is a lot of evangelical parents. What's like that forgiving to a fault, you know? Uh Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I, not to bring up this asshole again, but I've, I've seen, I think it was just one tweet, but talking about Andrew Tate, about how like he's a good Christian man, which he's not. He's a Muslim. He's a good Christian man who's he's done something. Muslim who's done some things in his past, and he's forgiven by the Lord. And the, the devil's trying to drag him down. Like assuming all of Andrew Tate's terribleness was in the past, the Lord may forgive him, but the legal code of multiple countries will not. Like that's that's not how that works. And so it's like this idea of like almost like weaponized forgiveness to like. Like, well, he did a bad thing, but he's forgiven. So that's okay. And especially because who who did he do the bad thing to? Like, not people. Not people. (laughs) So what are we even fussing and fighting over? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, that's. Yeah. And so, like, the whole man after God's own heart, we've got that, that thread going. And then this, you know, just blanket forgiveness. You have to forgive 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 and so this this story i think just seeds into it just helps so much of the abuse that happens because there's so much sexual abuse and so many people so many women especially just expected to forgive their abusers like move on and so for absalom to become the villain of this story like he did all this stuff to this man after god's own heart he set himself against him all because he couldn't forgive this little, you know, this little thing that happened, not even to people. Just- this is like, this is really wild because it is making me think of the way that evangelical, like white evangelical churches fail to do anything about sexual assault that they very clearly know is occurring. And like, putting this story in that context of like their complete refusal to see or do anything or it's like oh we're just gonna move you to another place for a couple years like we're just we just don't want to see you like that's all like that's the extent of of their response like yeah this is i don't know i'm like i don't i don't i don't like how much david impacts like evangelical churches in yeah you know the 21st century like that's pretty fucked up Yeah, yeah because who who becomes the villain in those stories like when people when people want to bring it up or when people want want somebody to, to be handled or dealt with then no yeah. you, you have you have a bitter heart and you haven't forgiven and it didn't even happen to you so like what what are you mad about and you're gonna you're gonna bother this this man after god's own heart you know touch not my anointed and look at all the good that he's done and you're gonna cry over this it wasn't even people. Janice, did someone ever gift you a copy of the book, The Tale of Three Kings? No. Okay. So this is the book. It's a Christian book, Tale of Three Kings. It's about Saul, David, and Absalom. I already hate this. 
Oh, it is. You're going to hate it even more because I was, <laughs> it was, it was gifted to me by a no. leader that suggested I should read it. No, oh, no. Okay. Girding my loins. Essentially. <laughs> Emotionally. Basically, the book boils down to like, you know, Saul was a bad king and David was God's anointed, but so was Saul. And, you know, and so David waited and respected Saul's leadership until the God appointed time for David to ascend to the throne. Whereas Absalom did not and did not wait for God's appointed time and, and spoke badly of God's anointed leader. And well, look what happened to him. So if you see something, don't say anything until it's, you know, your time to be the leader. It's essentially the spirit in which this book is gifted to young pastors. Oh my God. So, what? I've yeah. never heard of this book. I'm so angry right now. What the f- Yeah. It's like a short fuck? little book. I mean, it's not what the you know, fuck? That's that's the, the gist of it. I mean, I'm sure it's written less on the nose than that. Right. But maybe not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't remember much about it, but I just remember that was the, that was definitely the spirit in which it was given to me. It was like be like David, not like Absalom, shut your mouth. Oh my god. Like no oh matter, you know, no matter how much I fuck up, shut your mouth. And this is where you can't you can't there's nothing you can do to leaders or to people in leadership. Like mm-hmm. once God has anointed you, once you are that man after God's own heart, then you just are that. And everybody else just has to suffer. Mm-hmm. Just deal with you. So, so God kills you if he ever yeah. does. Because if Absalom, who was arguably the better human being and possibly king, steps in to take that from you because you weren't deserving of it or you were wasting it, then, well, that's that's their fault. God, God's, you know. No, he's the bad guy. Yeah. And look at him. He's so vain. He got caught by his hair. I don't know that the Bible actually says that. I know the Bible says he got caught by his hair, but I don't know that the Bible makes a point of pointing out his, you know. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, Absalom is defeated, you know. But, but again, David is like, deal gently with Absalom. Don't don't kill him. And and Joab, oh. who's, who's kind mm. of like David's, like, the brains of the operation, really. Yeah. It's like, no, we gotta fucking kill this guy. I don't care what David says. I will take the heat. You kill this guy. So Joab killed a lot of people for David on the DL. As I oh, recall. he was that he was that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just enforcing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I oh god. Let's uh, yeah. Um, man, this is like it's so weird how fucked up the framing is. Of so many of these stories, right? Because it's like this could have been taught in a completely different way, right? Like it mm-hmm. didn't it like it wasn't it wasn't mandatory that this story be taught from the perspective of like Absalom is the bad guy here and he's like trying to take power that isn't his while like giving giving David just kind of like I mean it's not I don't I don't know. It wasn't like David gets like a complete pass. He gets like a slap on the wrist, right? If it's like we're talking about David, like David's a man after God's own heart, which like first of all, like fuck whoever that God is. But also it's you know, this this I think that now that I'm thinking about like the the only context in which the story would come up would be like David's parenting, right? Because that was sometimes a thing that got brought up in church and it was like, oh yeah, like David, you know. He was very clearly in the wrong. Like he didn't do anything when his son raped his daughter. It's like, 
but it's not. Guys, when it's brought like, as a parenting fail, it leads to that question on Google, like top search, why did he cry over Absalom? Like the parenting fell through the eyes of evangelicalism. Is right. that he was upset about this traitor dying. Like, mm-hmm. right. His weakness in this story is that he cared about his son, which right. I'm like, this is such an evangelical story because this is, this is how people turn their queer children away and turn their, you know, they're children who don't believe like, no, I have to be separate from them because I have to love God more than anything. And I can't let my emotions, right? Empathy is a sin. I can't let my love for my child detract from the power, the mission, the call that God has on my life mm-hmm. and the call oh that God. God had on their life. Right. right. Like Absalom had yeah. just stayed in line and <laughs> done whatever, then he'd be good and we'd be good. But because he has decided to go his own way, I've got to I've got to turn him over to the dark forces he wants to be with, and I have to be fine with that. Like, yeah, and I've I have to wage war. I have to wage war against him, you know, and mm. and, and and beg my men to not kill him. Wink, wink. Right, and then to have your enforcer to be like, no, this is this is his weakness, and he's not strong enough to do it. But we've got to make it happen because because that's that's his parenting fail. He loves his son yeah. too, too much. Yep. Yeah. yeah he, he loves his, he loves his son. He loves his children. He, he doesn't see fault in them. Like, you know, he's, he's this is he, so interesting. He's, he's, he's not, a, he's, he spared the rod and spoiled the child. Yeah. I mean, and, this, and you can whoa. just say from like a political perspective, like he definitely ignored the problem that was brewing right underneath his nose. Like, absolutely. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you're also asking him to move against his own child. Who will be king one day? Who will be king one day, which is like so, so weird. Like I like I think about Hillsong sometimes. And I'm like, when I knew, I knew like Brian Houston was an unredeemable character when like finding out how much his kids have suffered in all of this. Yeah. Like both Joel and Ben have had, you know, like mental breakdowns and issues and, and like are not doing well. And I'm like, you would think that someone is like building this ministry for their children but i'm like this thing that you're building is destroying your kids and you don't care like you are you're not changing course you're not so it's like who is this for so the fact that you're you're killing you're letting your son be killed over power that you should be giving to him like that should be his someday Mm -hmm. like what is the issue david retire step down a few years early like you're not you're not gonna live forever you're not gonna have this forever it's going to go to someone and it would be him so like why are we not coming to the table and and figuring this out like absalom for all his faults even that premeditation i'm like this says that this is not he's not a rash actor like so yeah. i think you could talk to him and we can make a plan here like we're already at least like five years out from the inciting incident. So he's not, he's not just moving, moving quick. Like, yeah, it's, it's interesting that my like perception of Epsilon, like at least the way he's presented is, is like a rash actor. He's got this wild hair. He's wild man, you know, but it's like the, the whole story of him is actually pretty premeditated, very calculated, 
you know, not just in the like avenging his sister, but also in the undermining of his father. Like it's, it take it took a lot of time. He was in the right place. He greased the right wheels. Like he probably would have been a fucking spectacular king. <laughs> like, you know, like so like he is not who even he's presented as in in the like caricatures of you know the few times he was even mentioned like i don't know that i remember any really sermons about him necessarily but just like the presentation is like he's just this wild guy like too hot for his own good like a himbo or something and it's like no like he might have he like he may have been a 10 and also had a brain like he may have been the total package (laughs) i think i think he was i think he did and even even that business with you know david's concubines and all of that like that was something he was advised to do like yes he, he was had, advised to do that yeah by, a, by an advisor advisor. like he's he's talking to people about what do i do next how do, how do we do this mm-hmm. so again i think he could have come to the table with david <laughs> like look old man here's here's my list of grievances you're not gonna live forever someone's gonna have to run this kingdom yeah, you have to have two virgins at night just to get you going. Like, <laughs> let's let's make a deal here. Let's figure this out. But you know, it wasn't to be because you know, again, like the 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 man of God's power has to be protected at all costs. All costs. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, children, friendships, your finances, your health, everything. Like I, I, I don't know Brian Houston. Like I, but I, I had an opportunity to see him once, and like. And this was back when, like, this was like heyday times. Like, he was a you know rock star, or whatever. I remember I looked at him. I was like, that is a. F-. I remember thinking like that is a fundamentally unhealthy man. Like, like I remember him being like, why? Like, what's the big deal? Like, almost like this guy looks like he is about to fall over. Like, there is a stress gremlin inside him about to eat him alive. Get him a cup of water. Like. Like wh- what is going on? Like I, 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 it's like this, this, like I remember like feeling bad for him, but also like concerned. Like I, mean, this was like a two minute interaction. I was like, I'm, I'm no, I'm done, done with this. Whatever you are, I don't want, do not want. And like Brian Houston, he's he's interesting because his whole his whole ministry was like built on the charisma and personality of other people. Like it wasn't it wasn't him. It was Darlene Check initially and you know Hillsong music and then Joel Houston it was like all these and then Carl Lentz right is these bigger personalities and this charisma who were just under his umbrella so then it's like oh well if you want Darlene check at your conference uh, you got to let her pastor have have around you, mm-hmm. you want Carl Lentz to come well you gotta let Brian Houston do something so it's he yeah, he was never he was never the headliner. I can see why. Oh man. So anything else to say about Absalom? I mean, yeah, he dies and then David, you know, cries about it. I will say this, like fast forwarding, just talking about David. It's funny, like when he finally does pass the reins on to Solomon, this is like it's the weirdest interaction in the Bible to me, for one of them. He basically like lists off all these people that he has grievances against to Solomon. And like, and reasons why he can't kill them. Like, well, I Mm -hmm. promised I wouldn't kill him. And, you know, like, I, I, I know his son, like his son, his son lives with me or I can't kill him. Yeah. You're a wise man. You'll know what to do. Wink, wink. (laughs) 
you know, like, and what's Solomon do? He kills them all. <laughs> like, Most that of was best of us. Yeah. So it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's wild that we're like, oh man, after God's own heart, but like, no, this is like some Godfather shit. Like, <laughs> but that's, that's the danger. And I think that's, that's why I love and hate this story. I'm like, this is such an evangelical story. But this is the danger of putting putting people on a pedestal or just deciding that the title matters more than anything. And now this person can never be touched. They can never be looked at in another way. And we just have to protect this this image and this idea of mm-hmm. who they are. And yeah. so whatever whoever gets crushed under the wheels of the reality of them too bad can't talk about it forgive and forget keep it moving because look at all the good they've done yeah wow oh man so who is who is the perfect casting for absalom for absalom yeah hmm. the perfect man from head to feet man from head to feet and if we're talking about david david is definitely a white man mm-hmm. i think absalom Absalom is is biracial, perfect man, head to feet. Jesse Williams. Mm. I'm cast. Okay. All right, I'm I'm good with us. And if you <laughs> going with what head to foot, if you Google Jesse Williams, take me out. He was recently on Broadway, and there is a nude scene, and someone like snuck snuck footage of this scene and oh, okay. ticket sales for that show went through the roof went through the roof <laughs> nice nice oh man yeah i mean he's a good looking man for some reason i'm like i don't know why but i want to cast keanu reeves as an old david Mm-hmm. yeah i you know i don't know why but that that's that's what i'm feeling right now I don't have anything really to top for Absalom, you know, as a, a younger Absalom. But yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll submit Keanu Reeves as David. What about you for you, Tori? Any suggestions? For for David? David or Absalom, either one. Mm, okay. God, why can't I think of... I could see Adam Driver being Absalom. Oh, yeah. I know that I know we were talking before I started before I started recording. We were talking about how Oscar Isaac is always David. Well, yeah, true. I, yeah, I've, <laughs> I was trying to branch out, but forever. No, I appreciate you branching out. I do. I like I like Keanu Reeves too much to like want him to be cast as David, but I also can kind of like see that. But yeah, I feel like I feel like I feel like Adam Driver for for Absalom could totally work. So Keanu Reeves could also be a Joab, kind of like that quiet fixer, like. Well, mm. we're just going to mm-hmm. kill him and we'll let Oscar Isaacs be the, the King David in this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like with, it. Yeah, with yeah, Jesse Williams as Absalom. I this I would watch this movie. <laughs> I want to see this movie. I want to mm-hmm. see this this series. Like, yeah. I just want the story of David done properly, like, like mm-hmm. Game of Thrones style. Yeah. Letting all the true duplicity really play out like letting these people be three-dimensional 
Yeah. And and providing at the end of every episode, the biblical references that it was taken from. So just for that extra, like, this is what your Bible says. Like, you know, we're not like we're, you know, we're we're dramatizing this book in the most visceral way possible. You know, these the men after God's own heart murdered folk a lot, a lot and was not a good dad. And and the, not and the king dad, not a good husband not a good not a good anything apparently not cheated a, cheated Dying. at fighting yeah <laughs> cheated at war <laughs> yeah just you know yeah so from from start to finish he probably didn't even kill bears like that's probably a lie it's not bears yeah no one witnessed that he just came in and told them yeah i killed bears and lions <laughs> oh god oh god I am an alpha male. <laughs> oh man! So, well, thank Dave. you so much, Janice. Older, that's old Andrew Tate. That's the... oh yes, yeah, oh yeah. Well, thank you so much, Janice, for coming on with us. If yeah, where can people where where would you like to be found on the internet or the things? <laughs> Easiest place at God has not given. Uh, on Instagram and from there you can find me everywhere else that you want to well thanks again we can be found at go home bible and uh, yeah check out the patreon uh, if you can't uh, check out the little you know share buttons on all the things so you can share with your friends and yeah we'll uh, see you next week 